right, what is up, everybody? It is such an honor and a privilege to be up here with you today, and I've just been so excited. Pastor Lynn asked me to do this last Sunday, and it has just been the most exciting week, just preparing and and really diving into what the Lord's put on my heart for everyone today. So um, let's just pray. Jesus, I just couldn't thank you enough for the opportunity that we get to be here together to love on you. I thank you, Lord, that in your presence is just fullness of peace and freedom and love. And I just pray that the word today would just fall on good soil, that you would just translate my words to everybody's hearts and that the word would just would just meet the people who need it today. So we love you, Jesus. Thank you for loving us. Amen. All right, so the word the Lord gave me for today, I believe, is obedience. So I looked up the biblical definition of obedience, and it says, hearing the word of God and acting on it, or in other words, aligning ourselves with God's will. So what that looks like is being led of the Spirit. And that reminded me of a verse, brought my phone because I have a different version in my Bible and I wanted to use this version. So Ephesians 4, verse 21 through 24 says, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And that was just a beautiful just example of what it means to live by the Spirit, to really let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. And when I was asking the Lord for an example of what that looked like in my own life, he quickly reminded me of a testimony that happened this summer. I was actually at my friend's cabin, And we were getting ready to have a campfire, and your girl loves campfires, so I was really excited. And I ran upstairs, I was going to go grab my sweater, and as soon as I got upstairs, I was rummaging through my bag looking for the sweatshirt, and I just felt this gentle nudge from the Spirit that's saying, come be with me, come be with me. And I so could have just easily, like, put it off and just ignored it, because my flesh so was so excited to go have this campfire with my friends. But I was like, okay, Lord, I kind of did some negotiating in the moment. I was like, all right, my phone's at 5%. I really want to go do this fire thing, but I'll, I'll like lay with you for one song. <laughs> so I laid down on the ground, put on a worship song, and quickly I was just met with the presence of God. It was, whew, it was so captivating and And he really just unleashed this joy in me. And before you know it, one song turned into two, and two songs turned into three, and three songs turned into four. And the next thing you know, I'm upstairs laughing uncontrollably for like two straight hours Um, (laughs) to the point where uh, Pastor Christy, she came and looked for me, and she was like, where did Valen go? And I was just in the the glory. And so that was just a really beautiful example of what it means that it's being sensitive to the Spirit and what that looks like in your life. It sometimes isn't just this big booming voice of the Lord that comes down and is like, come be with me. It was just like this gentle thought of like, come be with me. I want to spend time with you. And so I just as easily could have ignored it, 
But um, that's really just that call in Ephesians 4 of, of letting the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes of listening to the Spirit, being aware of Him, and then acting on that because He has so much better plans for us than we do. It's like Pastor Lynn says all the time, it's about the presence and not the plan. And sometimes we can just get so caught up in what we want to do and our fleshly desires that we kind of miss out on what the Lord has for us. So, uh, so aligning ourselves with God's will means being sensitive to the Spirit's leading. Um, so we've all heard the saying that comparison is the thief of joy. But this week, as the Lord was building this message on my heart, uh, a really powerful writer and um, mentor and woman I look up to named Emily Jameson, she said, comparison is the thief of joy, but comparison is also the thief of obedience. I'm going to say that one again. Comparison is the thief of joy, but comparison is also the thief of obedience. And when I heard that, it just struck a chord in me. I was like, whoa, that's convicting. One of those that like hurts so good. Um, <laughs> and so I'd let, that reminded me of a verse in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 6, which says, God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. And so, you know, your walk may look different than the person in front of you, the person behind you may look different than your spouse or your pastor or your best friend, and that's okay, because that is the beauty in the diversity of the body of Christ. <laughs> and so it just, I mean, even in my own life, there have been times, especially in this new position at the church where I end up comparing myself to the other pastors. I end up comparing myself to Pastor Christy or even Kiki or just the people that I'm running with. And, and I always end up hindering myself from what the Lord has for me when I'm looking to the left and right and really not focusing on me and him. I'm focusing on other people. So I feel like it's so, easily, it's so easy for us to look horizontally, but we need to be looking vertically. Um, and so one more verse. This one's not going to be up there for you, Jason. This is in the message. I just really loved the verbiage of this. It says, let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something that we are not. And so it's just that beautiful reminder of that the Lord has a call on each of our lives and he's given us all different gifts and different callings and different skill sets, and, and that's why we need each other. We need each other in the body of Christ because we're all so beautifully different. Um, and so I just challenge you guys, just like I was challenged this week, to not look left and right and compare, but to really just focus on what the Lord has for you. Um, <laughs> um, and then I really was just also thinking this week that obedience brings us into our destiny. Um, I can just look back on so many different encounters that I've had in the last year of me just being simply obedient to the Lord and where he's drawn me into because of that obedience where otherwise I would have never been like where I am now. I can't, if you were to ask me like a year ago, if I thought I would be up here, Colleen knows, yeah, I would have laughed in your face. And so just being obedient <laughs> time and time again, the Lord just honors that and um, something I really felt like the Lord was saying is we can't keep disobeying God and expect him to bring us into our promised land. 
<laughs> we cannot keep disobeying God and expect him to bring us into our promised land. And that just struck me too. I was like, oh Lord, that's good. Uh, <laughs> we can't just sit back and just wait for the Lord to do whatever he, he's going to do in our lives. Like, yes, he is sovereign and he's mighty and he can do whatever he wants because he's God. But we have to give him something to work with. We have to co-labor with him in order to see like his will be done in our lives. And so, like I said, that can look different for every person. Obedience looks different in everyone's life. But um, if we're aligning ourselves with God's will, then we need to put action to that. And that might look, like I said, different for everyone, but it might look like calling somebody that he's put on your heart and asking if you can pray for them. It might look like spending time in his presence instead of time on social media. That one got me good. Uh, it might look like praying for the person that's highlighted to you at Costco. I love Costco. There's always someone in there that needs prayer. Um, and that just brings me to a scripture in Romans 6, verse 16 through 18. It says, don't you realize that you become a slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God, once you were slaves to sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. And that is just such a testimony to God's grace that he, is, he has freed us from sin so that we can live righteous lives. Um, he's given us everything we need to succeed. So... As we align ourselves with God's will, that takes action. Like I said, it's easy to look horizontally for our validation that we're doing the right thing, but in all reality, the truth comes from God in our lives, and that's how we are to obey him that way. Um, and then one more scripture I want to share with you is out of 1 Peter. It's verse 13 through 16. It says, So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy, for the scripture says you must be holy because I am holy. And so I think that's just a beautiful call to action from the Lord of just what it means to live like he does. Um, he's called us to abundant life, and I think we, we reach that abundant life by being sensitive to his spirit, by co-laboring with him to see his will done in our lives. And so I just would challenge you this week, if the Lord's putting something on your heart, if, you know, if it's calling someone or praying for someone or stepping out in a new way of boldness, I just challenge you in that way. And um, yeah, I just, just feel like the Lord's calling us to a greater level of obedience. And so I would love to pray with you one last time here to close. Um, Holy Spirit, I just thank you so much that you're so kind to us, that you love to show us the areas where we can grow. And Lord, I just pray that you would open our eyes, 
open our ears and open our spirits to be more sensitive to where you're leading us and calling us, Lord. I thank you for this day, and I thank you for just the beautiful privilege it is to get to love you and serve you. pray all these things in your beautiful name, Jesus. Amen. Didn't she do amazing? Our next speaker that we're bringing to the platform, you've heard him a few different times. Um, He always has such a gift of making you laugh, but making you go, oh, I never thought of it that way before. And it's so amazing to, to be friends with him, just as you like, you can talk to him about anything. And he loves on his family. Uh, he loves people. Um, and it's just so cool to just watch him and the, the Redmond family just grow into who God has called them to be. So would you help me welcome to the stage Paul Redmond as he brings the next word for us. This is so exciting. Um, So obedience is a huge part of what I was going to talk about um, also. And so I'll skip that. Um, (laughs) So I'll tell you something really cool. Um, So last Sunday when Pastor Lynn was preaching, I saw the words holy laughter. And I just thought, man, that's cool. I have no idea what that means but I like that. And I, it just, it kind of just stuck in my mind. And so um, a few days later, uh, I was just sort of, I don't know, meditating on that. I'm like, holy laughter, holy laughter. And God showed me a picture of the walls of Jericho falling down. And it was just a real brief, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Like there's a, there's a connection there. And so I'm thinking, and you mentioned, you know, obedience to cross into that promised land, to knock down those walls. Joshua loved to battle. He wanted to go fight some people and stab some people, bad people. (laughs) The Lord says, I want you to walk around. Don't say anything. Walk around, do that a few times, and then blow the shofar and watch what I will do. And so I believe today... I believe the Lord wants to bring down some walls, and he wants to do it with laughter. I thought, well, this is pretty cool. I've got a shofar. I'll blow that sucker. You strike the people with holy laughter. This will be an easy one. Now, I won't say he specifically told me not to bring my shofar, But I will say he didn't specifically tell me to bring it. I was like, so, you know, what's the plan? What do you got for me? He said, just show up. That's a little terrifying. He didn't even give me any good jokes. I mean, he gave me one. It's about a hippie and a Pharisee, but... Not appropriate for church. (laughs) Just show up. And so I believe that the Lord wants to heal and refresh this morning with laughter. 
Anybody feel like they need a good laugh? What are you looking at me for? <laughs> Does anybody feel? It was a two-part question. <laughs> Does anybody feel like it's actually a little bit hard to laugh this morning? I'll tell you what, I didn't wake up laughing. I woke up with a heaviness on my heart, thinking about some of us who are dealing with loss right now because I know that's happened. And I was thinking, some of us probably just had a really hard night last night. And I was thinking, man, some of us just plain don't laugh as much as we should. And so I, I saw this picture again of the, the walls falling down, and God highlighted the size of the stones in the walls of Jericho and the weight some of them stones have been in that wall for a long time. And they were put in with like rock super glue. I just picture whatever we've got going on, maybe it's a, you know, a brick in that wall, maybe it's the whole thing. And I'm just looking at that and... This is cheesy, um, but my goodness, the more permanent the wall, the harder they fall. And I was just sitting there in my closet thinking about this. I'm like, my goodness, still don't have any idea what it means, but he said, you know, get up here and this is what it's going to be. There's going to be healing and there's going to be some good stuff with laughter. So I'll let you guys think about that for a minute. I do think, you know, before you get out and you do like some real rigorous exercise, it's good to do warm-up exercises. You guys, fair enough? Well, I don't want anybody to pull a laugh muscle, so I think we should do um, a warm-up exercise. I, I, I need a male volunteer, Jose. <laughs> Everybody's favorite volunteer. You look taller when you're up here. A little bit. Are you having a hard day? Um, I've been having a hard time, but God's just, yeah, give me back my joy. <laughs> if you don't mind, um, can you look like you're having a hard day for me? Okay, just, no. I want you to just stand right here. Don't move. Don't, don't look behind you. Jose, do you trust me? Whatever you do, do not fall back. Jose, you're about to feel a sensation come over your body. Maybe hold out your hands. And it's going to feel strange. You might not be able to define what it is you're feeling. Just relax. This is only an exercise.
worked. It worked. <laughs> All right, thank you, Jose. <laughs> It doesn't have to be something funny to make you laugh. God built in a fail switch. You're having a hard time? Ask somebody to poke you in the ribs with a bony finger. I was thinking about this, though. I, you don't need a funny joke to laugh at. Think about all these reasons we laugh. You see something cute. You smell something good cooking in the kitchen. Yeah. You see somebody that you know at the store. Hey! It's snowing. I'm healed. I'm forgiven. It comes over you and you realize the weight of the Father's love for you. And it's just this overwhelming thing, and you don't know what to do. So guess what happens? <laughs> it is amazing. I would argue we are made to walk around on the verge of laughter throughout the day. Like, it's right there. It's welling up. And I feel it happening right now. Like, it's just there. We want to, but... There's a little bit of a wall there. Can I try something? You, you guys, uh, camera right. Um, I'm. Uh, everybody, give it up for my daughter Alice, my beautiful daughter, who's on camera today. Um, okay, would you guys be okay if I if I try something? Um, on, on that half of the church. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, oh, Sylvia. Um, somebody over there wanted me to give this to you. I, I don't know what it is, but go ahead and open it up. And everybody on this half of the church has to do what it says. Uh, I'm sorry, can you say that into the microphone? Don't laugh. Ouch. Aren't you glad you didn't sit on this side of the church? I'm watching you. Ronnie, don't do it, man. Don't do it. I want to prove a point. When we are told not to laugh... We become hyper-aware of the fact that that's all we really want to do. I heard that. You guys do whatever you want. I do want to say something else. I think some of us are actually feeling like we're on the verge of crying right now. Because, I mean, it's fun to get up here and we can laugh and we can really laugh our heads off, but I feel like what the Lord is saying is if you feel like you're in that place where there's tears, where you're right there and you're maybe not 
in all this tickling Jose business and everything else that's going on. Don't hold back. Don't be afraid to cry. Because he wants to take those tears and turn them into laughter and joy. If everybody would go ahead, just close your eyes for a moment. I changed my mind. No, I feel like the Lord's saying do something else. If everybody would look at the person sitting right next to them. And we don't look at me, Tim. Okay, I will look at Tim. <laughs> Everybody, I'm dead serious. Look at the person right next to you, to your right or to the left, and stare at them until one of you breaks. <laughs> Hector? I'll stand here all day. Can't make me laugh. Lord, I, I release the joy of heaven over your people, over all these friends, over all this family that we have. Carry this joy. Warm them up for Kiki. Warm us up for the word that you have for us next, Lord. Thank you for your joy. Thank you for laughter. Thank you for the healing and the refreshing that comes from surrendering to you and watching those walls fall down. In Jesus' name, amen. Whew, I'm just thankful he didn't reach out and try to tickle me. So <laughs> I was half debating to tell him just to leave the microphone on the stand, and I'll take care of it later. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. That was a great word. We just walk in the joy of the Lord all day today. It's going to be amazing. Um, this last speaker that we're bringing up here, we already, we already said his name. It's Kiki Romero. We love him. We adore him. We know that God's got a word for him, from him. And we just help me, would you just help me welcome to the stage for the first time, Valley Youth Group's leader, Tribe Youth Group leader, Kiki Romero. Beow, 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 beow. You guys want to see me uh, tickle Pastor Tim real quick? <laughs> he probably cried. No, you guys say that now, but then I'd be the one getting yelled at on the phone <laughs> at the service. What are you thinking? How you guys doing today? Yes. Blessed? Yes. Um, so I'm going to jump into this, but I just want to highlight how, how, man, like how perfect God is and, and how he sets things up. Fallon. How many, do we got any baseball fans in here? One of the, that was like a half clap. Come on, how many baseball fans? I got a gig. Thank you. That's my favorite sport. So when people are like, baseball's boring, I'm like, ugh. But that's what it is. It's she hit off, lead off, right? It's important. And so I just want to commend you on that. Since that was fire. And what I want to talk about is worship and honoring God and aligning yourself with God. So, uh, with that, uh, I mean, let's see, 1139, so I got some time. So, uh, God, 11 minutes? Okay. 
I don't got time. All right, so we're going <laughs> to. Uh, so I'm going to just pray real quick. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, I just ask that, that, Lord, that you remove me, God, from this, from this, Lord, that every word that is spoken is of you, God, and, and everything that you want said, that it be said, Lord God. I love you. I thank you. And we all say? Amen. Amen. So uh, I'm going to talk about worship and honoring the Father and aligning myself with God, right? Ourselves with God and how important that is and what that is to me, what it is to you, and how you get there. And it's, so I'm, I'm going to open up in John uh, 1, 1 through 18. It's kind of long, but you guys will see what I'm doing here. So, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. That's my favorite part right there. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light, the true light, which gives light to everyone, uh, to everyone. Was coming into the world, he was in the world, and the world was made through him. Man. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. How many have felt that before, right? But to all who did receive him, he be- that who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. I'm actually going to stop it right there. He, he gave the right to become children of God. Jeez, right? Yeah. To me, that sounds like an amazing reason to worship. Uh, it says, in him was life. See, throughout the week when I started, when, when Pastor... Lynn had asked me to, to do this. I start, you know, putting these different words together. And, and I'm like, oh, this is it. And then God's like, nope, 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 no, nope, no. Nope. And then he'll give me something else. And I'm like, that's it. And then he's like, no, 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 son, that was for you. That was for you. <laughs> and so I had like four different words, right? And I sit down and I'm, I'm ready to start piecing in my, 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 what, my word and, that God has given me. And God's like, hey, re- open a John real fast, right? And I'm like, why, Lord? You got me over here already, right? You know, and, and so I did, and he tells me, isn't that something amazing to worship about? And I was like, well, yeah. And so he's like, as a matter of fact, put worship on. I want you to get in my presence right now. And God's already in us, right? We all know that, right? We walk in that. We, we, we all know that. Um, so I just put on some worship, and I, and I get in his presence. And he starts reminding us, it says, in him was life. In him was life. See, we all have life. See, he conquered death for us, and he sent Come on, he sent his son to give us life, and life more abundantly. You said that earlier, and it made me laugh, because when you were praying for us in Pastor Lynn's office, you brought that up, and I'm like, wow. Like, and then, bro, like, I'm not, I'm not going to tickle you, but your son, your son prayed for me. Colleen, Colleen uh, had him pray for me, and when I tell you that was one of the most powerful prayers, the verbiage he was using, it was authority, it was Jesus, it was in him, and God reminded me, this is our worship. See, See, sometimes we think, um, so my question today for you is, why do you worship? How are you worshiping him? Is it just a Sunday thing, right? Or are you surrendering to him daily in worship? See, worship just isn't a moment during a song, right? Because that's what it used to be to me. I didn't understand it. So I would come to church on Sunday, and I'd be at the altar, and I'm like, yes, Lord. Whoo, I feel good, and I would leave. And my, my day would be going good, but then Monday morning when I woke up, I'm like, man, where's Where's that feeling? Where's that feeling? 
It was because I was leaving Jesus at the church house and I wasn't taking him home with me, right? Come on. I wasn't taking him home with me. And when I learned that, I was like, okay, Lord, now, now how do I make my worship my every day? How do I worship you in every day? And he started telling me, he's like, when you get to that altar, do you ask any per- anybody permission? Do you say, hey, is it all right if I pray right now? No, you just do it, right? So why aren't you doing that at your house? Why aren't you doing that in the morning when you wake up and you're getting ready for work? Why aren't you doing that in, in the car when you're driving to work, right? Like, why are you not doing that? And I was like, okay, Lord. And he started giving me this revelation. And it was heavy. It was heavy. He, like, put it on my heart. And he was like, now run with that. What are you going to do with that? And I started to make God my worship everywhere I went. Not just in song, but, but in my smile or, or just at work. And I'm going to get into that right now. But uh, So... Uh, to me, then another question came. It's like, what does worship do to me? And to me, worship, man, it covers me in the presence, right? It covers me. And God gave me this revelation. This was for me. And if you guys, if you guys grab it, you can grab it. You can flush it, whatever you want to do. But God told me it's my heavenly instruction, instruction on how I put my armor on. How many this morning when you guys got up? Do you guys iron? Anybody got an iron? I hope you guys iron in the morning. Okay. <laughs> when you get your iron out and you're heating it up, what do you do? Me, I throw on some worship music. I get my clothes out and I'm like, oh, I'm singing songs. Or, or when I'm getting ready for work, I put on music and I'm singing songs. And God started to reveal something to me. He's like, that's how you put your armor on, son. He's like, look at you right now. Look at you right now. And I'm like, in my, in my bedroom, just like, whoo, feeling it. And God's telling me, he's like, He's like, son, you're, do- you're doing it. You're doing it. That's it. You're putting your, your armor on. Ephesians 6 was the verse of the day yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw that. I said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. See, that was confirmation yesterday. Also, we went to a movie uh, with Eric and Selena. Thank you so much. That was awesome. And at the end of that movie, it was Ephesians 6. And my wife looks at me and she goes, I guess you know what you're talking about, huh? And I was like, <laughs> I was like well, kind of, right? Then I get, I get upstairs, and, and, and I'm, I'm putting my word together. And one of my friends just randomly calls me, and he's like, bro, I don't know why, but God wants me to call you and tell you that when he sees you worshiping, that it means something to him, bro. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I don't know why. I was just sitting here. God told me to call you and tell you this. When you're in worship, it means something to him. He can see it, and that's how he covers you with the armor. And I'm like, okay, Lord, why don't you just slap me in the face, huh? Uh See, the Spirit of God covers us when we're in worship. When you're getting on, I encourage you guys, when you're getting up, getting dressed, I encourage you to get in the Spirit. Start singing praises as you put on your helmet of salvation. As sing praises as you're putting on your breastplate of righteousness. I want you to sing praises as you're buckling up your belt of truth. Come on. I want you to sing praises. And look, I love to sing. But sometimes I'll, I'll be off key in the, in the car. But I'll be pouring out my heart off key and, and just loving it, right? So are you guys with me right now? All right. So we do need to have our full armor on. And for me, that starts with my worship. It's intimate time with the Father where I get to know him more and more. So when I'm at work, I know his voice and he, I can let him direct me. So when I walk into a non-believer and they're just, you guys know the face, just mad at the world. And I'm like, hey, good morning. And, and they're like, Phew. 
it don't steal my joy because I'm in the presence of the Father. I got joy. I'm going to smile regardless. You can yell at me. You can cuss at me. Just don't mess with my lunch. And we'll be all right. We'll be okay. Uh, it's in my heart, right? It's in my heart when I'm singing off key. It's in my heart when I react to situations that he removes me from in the spirit. It's in everything. So that way when Sunday comes and Pastor Christy and the team, they're up here openly opening the heavenlies for us. I'm already connected because my worship is already there. It's our heart posture. It's our heart posture. The woman at the well. I'm actually going to read that. So John 4, 19 through 26 says, The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is a place where people ought to worship. And come on, we all know that. Look at what Jesus says. Jesus said to a woman, Believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming, is now here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, Know that the Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell, all, tell, tell us all things. Jesus said to her, this is my favorite part, come on. He said, I who speak to you am he. Listen, when they're referring to Jesus as in, or to, as, as in spirit, they're not confining him to one thing. So that means his spirit is everywhere. He's not confined to one place. He could be in your bedroom. While he's in my bedroom, he could be at this altar while he's inside of your car. He could be at your workplace while while I'm on the other side of town, maybe at Keystone Pizza, right? He's everywhere at once. And that's what the spirit is. That's why we worship. That little, that middle cross, that was meant for me. That middle cross, that was meant for you. And if that's not a reason to worship, I don't know what is. Come on. Come on. Sorry, I got a little excited. Uh, if I could have actually the, the prayer team just come up here right now uh, and worship y'all. He will he will speak to us. Today's the day to renew your heart and ask for a heart to worship him, to rejuvenate your spirit and worship him and all that you do, not just audibly on Sundays. Right. If that's you, I, I just want you guys to really think about what is your worship place? Where are you worshiping? Is it just music? Is it just a song? Because that's a beautiful start to that. To be sitting in his presence, that's a beautiful start to that. But what are we doing outside of that? Are you spending time with God in the morning? Are you asking him to fill you? Right? Where's our clickers at? Where's our clickers at? What are we doing from there? Because there's a lot more than just sitting there one day a week. Look, I used to be so scared to come up to the altar. I'll admit it. I'm going to be transparent. When I was young, my mom used to make me go. It's funny because God's like, okay, now your turn. But my mom used to make us go to youth group Wednesday nights in San Diego and people would be falling out at the altar. They're getting filled with the spirit. I'm like, whoa, no way. I'm out. And I would run from it. I would go hide. I had to take a bathroom break real quick, right? I would hide from it because I didn't know what it was. I didn't know. And parents, that's your responsibility to show your kids what worship is. 
what the Holy Spirit is. That falls on us. When they see you in the morning crying or reading your Bible, I'm not going to lie. The other day, I was so lost in the spirit with God reading my word that I forgot my son had school. And it was a Wednesday. He came in the room and was like, Dad, I have school in 10 minutes. I'm like, I'm sorry. But he sees me in the room reading my word. It's our job. It's our job to teach our kids what worship is. So when they see somebody fall out in the spirit, they're not scared of that. They understand that that's a good thing. When they see somebody speaking in tongues, they understand that they're getting filled right now. When you're doing that on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday at your house, in your car, my son lowers the radio when I drop him off at school. Because I'm blaring music, 7 o'clock in the morning. Worship, whatever. He's like, Dad, come on. Keep it down. It's 7 o'clock in the morning, dude. But are you doing that? Are we doing that together as a team? Because if you're not, you got a bunch of brothers and sisters that are, and you could come to any one of us and say, hey, bro, how do I get in my word? Sis, how do I get in prayer? I see you at the altar and you just look lost. How do I get to that place? How come I can't get to that place? God's waiting for you. He's in everything that you do. He's with you when you wake up. He's with you when you're making your bed. Sometimes if you make your bed, I sometimes, I'm working on that. But he's with us every single day. So if that's you and you really wanting to just to rejuvenate your worship, your spirit with God, I ask that you guys come to the front and let somebody in our worship team pray with you. If you don't, we're going to be down here praying no matter what, right? So with that, I'm just going to pray this out. And if you feel it called to come get prayed over and rejuvenate your spirit, man, and, and, and ask questions about worship and, and how you could really get into it daily, come on. Heavenly Father, Lord, God, I just, I just lift up this whole house to you right now, Lord, and I ask God that, that you move in us differently today, God, that, that when we walk out these doors, Lord, that we're taking you home with us, God, that you're in every single thing that we do, Lord. Lord, that we don't just forget you at the church house. We don't just forget you at Valley. We don't leave you in the parking lot, God, but we take you everywhere we go. So that when we get to open that door for that person and we smile and say, God bless you, it fills them up with your joy, God, because they see you, they don't see us. Lord, I ask for our youth, God, that, that you start to steer something up in them, God, that when they come home, Lord, that they're encouraging parents too, God. Lord, that worship becomes something that we are doing every day with our families. No matter what time, no matter where we're at, God. Lord, I ask right now, Lord, as, as people leave today, God, that, that you just cover them, Lord, and you speak new life into them, God. Things they never imagined or never thought that they were called to do. I ask that you speak those things into their heart today, God. I declare those things over their life, Lord. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. In your mighty name I say, Lord God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen.